911, what's your emergency? In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. She was kidnapped when she was five years old. We legally murder human beings. On death certificates of prisoners executed by the state, a cause of death is listed as homicide. Hello. Hi. Oh my god, this bitch hit start and didn't even tell me I was not prepared. I thought you had her headphones on because we Absolutely usually just chill not. here with them and then you can just start hearing it going and I just thought, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> I, I was waiting for the coughing to end <laughs> and then I was like, all right, I'll start it right now because <laughs> we're both breathing. <laughs> Hi, everybody, by the way. Welcome to Tales from Hot Mess Moms. Where you haven't heard from us for it's like a It's been a very weeks. fucking hot mess moment because since we've been we've on. Because we've had like three weeks of hot mess moments. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I went out of town at the first of the month. So that, yeah, that, that was the start of the downfall I didn't like of craziness. That, yeah. And our wonderful Jimmy started a new job. Like just a lot. And then so we just haven't gotten together. Yeah. I, I mean, we get what, together. I was trying to think of what else. We get together regularly. We go to the gym, but <laughs> we don't record at the gym. No. No. So. I was trying to think what was last weekend. I don't know. I was trying to remember. You forgot to text me. Oh, I think, well, we kind of chit-chatted on Friday at the gym, but then we just never spoke. And then it was a week. Oh, it was the holiday. Remember? They were off of school. Yeah, there was no school. That's what it was. And Monday was was no school, President's Day, but you still went with Jen. Anyways, and then I was just like, holy shit, that weekend passed. We didn't even speak about anything. Yeah. (laughs) And then it was Tuesday. Yeah. (laughs) And then I saw you Wednesday, and I was like, okay, never mind. Right? (laughs) And I'm like, we should probably record this weekend. I'm like, yeah. I mean, we d- we're down, and she was like, "I've got some stuff we can do," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, even better! I, got a I don't story even have to like to do. do anything." You know how you always think of a story, or you have them sometimes, and then you actually start doing it, and then you're like, "Oh my god, there's so many fucking details to this shit!" Like when I listen to a podcast, my brain's able to like put my things and where I need to put them, right? And I remember things better. Yes. And I kind of remember like how things went, not very specific. But then when you go back over, you want to make sure you don't forget something and you tell a story. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this one has so many different things. And and <coughs> this one is weird because the person's there's been somebody convicted and you know what I mean? And it happened very fast. And then it's never talked about again. Right. Like it's just, just forgotten about. But it was such a crazy fucking story. You I'm, I'm pretty what sure you've heard it. About? So. This is the murder, maybe murder. Somebody's been convicted of murder of a gentleman named Alexander Stevens. So how I was going to start this off is, hold on just a second here. Just a moment. I love when I let April take charge. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. You ready for this? It's like sometimes the definition of hot mess, and sometimes it goes amazingly well. Yeah, for those who can follow through. (sighs) No, I'm just kidding. Well, usually once I'm good enough for this, but if I get too much of this, you know me. I fucking can't shut up. We'll be fine. I'm excited. Okay. So I'm going to start this off with basically like the 911 calls. So we're starting from 
the beginning of that right and then i i want to and then i want to talk about the people involved like a little bit about them specifically kind of going back right so okay to begin with it's basically starting off with the 911 calls so a gentleman so oh so sorry this is in 2017 it's in um western maryland western's the city maryland now, this place is not like D.C., right? Not city. It's mountain ranges. It's run-down little towns. Okay. It's way different than the city it's and not, D.C. Yeah. Way okay. different, right? Rural. Lots of foggy weather, rainy weather. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of what they, maybe they talk like how Oregon can be, you know what I mean? But I've never been there. So, I'm, so you know, foggy, rainy weather. Um, so, at – so, on January 4th, 2017 at 2 a.m. So – because technically that's that's still January 4th. That's the next day at 2 a.m. So, you know, January 3rd to, to January 4th. At 2 a.m., um, the DNR, so they're part of the, of the um, what, like, the, they're called the DNR, part the of the- Division of Natural Resources. Natural Resources, yes. I work with the DNR on a normal basis. Yes. So, they get a phone call from a gentleman named Stephen Moon. Now, really quick, you guys, there's a Stephen Moon- his first name Steven, and then the victim was Alexander Stevens. So sorry okay. if that gets a little confusing. I actually was thought about just doing Mr. Moon, and I think that works better. So Stephen Moon, Mr. Moon, calls the DNR dispatch and says, this is his words, we are looking for two individuals that are possibly lost and he's very chill and calm and collected. And he's like, that are possibly lost around the Savage. Uh, it's called the Savage River Reservoir. There's um, a hiking trail that goes up to a place called High Rock. So it's like a reservoir, foresty. There's hikes. There's And, and, and it's obviously known by people that live around there. So and that's, and that's what he says, right? Yeah, at first, he just says that. And the, and the lady on the line, it's 2 a.m. She's an older lady. She's like, uh, okay, uh can you describe them to me? So she's just trying to get information. And so he says that one of them is Alex. He says, Alex, Alexander Stevens. And he describes him, you know, tall hair kind of gives an, uh, a, a thing. And then he says, the other one will be a Megan Schaefer. And she, you know, is very short, small, you know, smaller, but, but, but he says, she says that she's got some weight on her. Like, so he's describing them. And, and I think at the same time, the dispatcher's like, okay, okay. And, and he was calling from, so he was calling from the parents of Alex's house. Okay. Okay. And I'll tell you how that happened. Right. So he, where he was calling from was there. So, and this is why he, and then obviously he decides to call because, so what it, what it transpired was, so at, at, at this moment, that's all she knows. She takes it down and she goes, okay, I need to call lieutenant of the DNR. I need to call somebody else and we'll call you back. So what had happened was Steven or Mr. Moon got a text message from a, um, Tristan, Tristan Stevens. That is Alex's twin sister. Okay. Got a, got a text because they're friends. And got a text saying, I can't get a hold of my brother. I can't find him. He's not answering. Have you heard from him? And this is when Mr. Moon's like, no. And he's like, I'm sure, you know, sure everything's okay. But it was a rainy night. It was dark and stormy, rainy. And so he then says, I will try to get a hold of him and see what I can figure out. He tries texting, tries calling, no responses. 
He then decides that he thinks, okay, Alex can be of one of two places. He's either at the cemetery where they actually, both of them would go and hang out and picnic. And I mean, it's not weird to me, like, right. And hang out. It's a very peaceful place. Like, and, and then it'll make more sense later on too. But, and he's like, or they would be up at high rock. Now, the reason being that he would know that is because one of the last text messages he received from Alex was Alex asking for the coordinates of how to get to high rock to him. Okay. So, which, so I thought it was weird that he was like, well, they could be at the cemetery, but maybe they're at high rock when I'm like, why wouldn't high rock just have been your only like, oh, they're probably at high rock. Cause he texted me Fair. the coordinates. It was weird. It's kind of weird that that is what came up first. He's like, well, I thought they might be the cemetery or maybe here. And I'm like, yeah. anyways, anyways, and I'm just, I'm already, proje- you'd say I'm already projecting rock. my pr- opinion. Okay. I'm already projecting my opinion about things Okay, and anyways. I shouldn't be, but then keep going. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he decides to drive over there. Now, where what it is is like you park at the trailhead, quote unquote, but you technically have to cross a road, go through a gate, then you start hiking up the terrain to get to this high rock area. Um, so he comes to the trailhead, and there are two vehicles parked there. One of them is Alex. The other one is unknown. The unknown vehicle has its door wide open, dome light on, keys are in the auxiliary position in the car, radio's playing, there's a cell phone on the back seat. And okay. he's okay. Sorry. Did he immediately call nine one one? No. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, at this point in a situation, ding, 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 you ding. would call nine one one just in case this ever happens upon you. Know in life that you need to call. So you know why I was already projecting my opinion about why he would even say, oh, they might be at a graveyard or they might be here when I'm like, you know that he was more than likely at High Rock. Like, why would the cemetery have even been brought up? It's weird. So anyways, he sees this, right? The one car has that. It has an oily substance all over it. But then he notices on Alex's car, the hood is up. There is a, a can or can or whatever you call it of oil. Okay. On top of the car, but it is all over the fucking place. All over the place. All over the car, all over the engine, all over the other car. And it's weird, right? So, and his keys are in the car, but there's nothing else in like his car or anything. Are it's just the like, hood open. Is the car on in the auxiliary? No, not his. So hers is that way. His just has the but hood they, up. The unknown cars we know is now a girl. Well, so, so I don't know why also that he wouldn't have automatically suspected that was Megan's car. But he just saw a car and he recognized Alex's car, even though he knew that Alex had said, hey, I want to try to go up here. You know what I mean? So I don't know why he wouldn't. Maybe he didn't. Did assume. Alex and Megan hang out regularly before? This? Yes. OK. And I'll kind of get more into that. But that's what I'm saying. I don't know why. But maybe he just thought that they rode together. So that would be somebody else's car. Fair. But it's okay, weird. Fair that, it's fair that the unknown car, though, was open and lights on. Like when when it, if it was something weird, it could have it should have been Alex's car. Right. Like like maybe that. But it's weird that his car has the hood up and stuff, but this unknown vehicle at the moment. But again, you're right. He should have just called 911 to begin with. Like, if you're already suspecting and then you see this weird shit, you'd already be getting That's nervous that something that happened. You call right? Upon. Okay. So, this is what he does he hikes up. So, he crosses the street, goes through the gate, and starts hiking up. So, he's obviously been to this place before. Like, it isn't just like he knows it on a map. By the way, Mr. Moon is an instructor or a professor, whatever you want to call them, at the local college there. Okay. Um, but he has known these, he's known the twins and stuff since they were like middle school age. So, that might still be. 
he makes his way up to the very top and he gets up to the top of the ridge and at the top of the ridge now mind you it's raining it's cold outside he's using his cell phone as like a flashlight like he's out there but he comes across burnt candles and a cat and a carrier and the cat is alex's cat alex had just rescued this cat or just bought them from the shelter like three weeks prior apparently it was his pride and joy was in the carrier up top with these burnt candles then he also finds a backpack that also has the oily substance all over it but there's garments in there there's men's jeans and a belt and it looks like alex's glasses and there's women's gar and women's underwear okay okay did he call nine not yet now not yet Remember okay. how I said he called from if their parents' house? Step one. <laughs> this would be so. This is why this story pisses two. me off because it's so fucking apparent. There's way more, and yes, it's the weird. It, wait, he had, he, wait. Clearly, gets, he had a cell phone. Okay. Anyway. Wait, it gets crazier. Okay. Well, and that's so, the, that's the thing I didn't burnt know. Candles, cat, and a carrier. Because they said cell phone, and I was like, he used his cell phone light. So why wouldn't he have called when he got? Even when he like went. So he sees all that. There's a fire tower nearby that's at the top of that ridge where obviously the rangers can go up and stay. He climbs up that. It's probably foggy as fuck and he can't see shit, but he, he decides to try to look down below and see if he can see anything. He says he calls out Alex's names a few times, doesn't hear anything. He grabs the cat, goes back down the mountain, gets in his car and drives to the, to the twins house, drives to Alex and his sister's parents home with the cat. Do, do Alex and sister live at the parents' home? No. No. Yeah. Because they're going to college. They if go to college. If you see my face right now, it says, right? what the fuck? So as soon as I started listening to this story, because you can't find my, and this and that, I, and I remember this being, I remember when this happened. I remember hearing about it, but I never followed up. Anyways, you guys, it's just, just, just hold your, hold on to your panties. Okay, keep going. Um, so. He drives to the parents' house. That's when he makes a 911 call. Okay. Says you're prob- that, that there's probably two individuals that, lo- that he says we are looking for. Now, he specifies, he says that, okay, he says, and now that he's with the parents, this is, this is what happened on the parents' side. The parents were gone all day, right, on February 3rd during the day, the day before. Well, he's making the phone call at 2 a.m. So during that day, they were gone all day. And I, from what I understand, the grandmother lives at the home, too. So Alex's mom and dad and his grandma live at this house. What's his last name again? Stevens. Stevens. So he shows up with Megan, apparently, to their home and, and tells the grandma that, that he's going to take their dog on a, on a walk. Like the family's dog. Not his dog. It's like the parent's dog on a walk. So he takes the dog. She sees him with the girl and they leave. Now, I could not find anything if, the, if she saw them leave in the same car, in two cars. But he did come in the house with the girl, which would have been Megan, and grabbed the dog. Okay. So the parents got worried because by the time they got home and they found out about this, the grandma called. They were like, well, that's weird as fuck. Why is he come? He came Why? to take our dog on a walk. What the fuck are you talking about? Weird. Okay. But. Again, I'll get into other things that sometimes people, some str- shit changes and you're, we're, I don't know, you know, and, uh, and, and people start changing, but so he grabs that. So that's weird. So they get nervous because it's getting later. They haven't heard from him. They can't hear from him. I'm sure they've talked to his sister. Nobody can get a hold of him. They don't know where the dog is. And so at the same time, this is all happening. I'm sure that what happened is that happened. Then the sister contacted Mr. Moon and was like, well, you, have you heard from him? He decides to go investigate himself. Obviously he's 
it's weird. And so, and then he gets back there and then they all congregate and call 911 and then their opinions both out of Mr. Moon's mouth and his family's are, we believe they were on a suicide pack, like a suicide trip. They both claim this on the 911. So that's the first time suicide is mentioned. One of the first times. Let me, let me rewind a little bit. Well, I'm going to tell this story. Once the dispatcher got off the phone, she called the lieutenant who was sleeping, took him a minute, obviously, to wake up and figure out what she was talking about. Now, they find out during all this, too, not only it was the cat up there and the dog's obviously missing, there was two ferrets apparently with him as well. And, like, of course, the dispatchers are like, ferrets? Like, did you say ferrets? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, ferrets? Like, they're, they're, they can't wrap their head around what this guy's trying to tell him that he found at the site that he left and didn't call 911. Now he's with the parents and the parents are concerned, but they're saying something about suicide. Yeah. He's saying like everybody's fucking confused. And these dispatchers are trying to like figure out what the fuck is going on and what they need to do. So this Lieutenant gets called and told this that like, Hey, this guy called me. He's saying this, this and this and this. So the Lieutenant says, I need to talk to him. I need to talk to him and call him back. So he's like, I'll call you back. Well, he called them on a personal cell phone. So we don't, they don't have record of that phone call. But the lieutenant called Mr. Moon at the parents' house to get their, like, ask more questions to figure out what the fuck's going on. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay, I just wanted to make sure. See, I do pretty good. Like, I'm able to go over my notes, but then I just have to make sure where I'm at, right? Um, so, now, the, like I said, the natural resource officer is like, what? So, he calls and talks to them, and he just claims that that's where you get the information about, like, oh, we think it's a suicide thing and he was with this girl and they're just really good friends. They're not dating, like all this kind of information. The dispatcher calls back to the DNR, dis or the, sorry, the lieutenant calls back to the DNR dispatcher and goes, we're going to need to get a team out there um, around that area. He's like, the information I'm hearing, it sounds like maybe there was a suicide. That's when suicide comes up again, like suicide walk. So then they're thinking that this two people went into the woods on a hike on a random night on a cold rainy night and, off obviously themselves. it's off themselves somehow but they can't be found because obviously he didn't see them okay, and couldn't but do they find change them. their opinions when they get to the cars um, like, this is what i'm waiting on like just does, when does law enforcement decide so, okay where at this moment no at? at the moment they decide to go up there right so this is 7 a.m on the 4th this is so at 2 a.m the phone calls start the 911 calls start everything happens by 7 a.m they are go they are all going up to high rock ridge up to the trail up to the cars they get up there they do start seeing that and everybody does say how fucking weird the shit is and how it looks ritualistic like once you get up top and the, the candles candle. and the cat would be there. Looks ritualistic. Couldn't find anybody themselves. The car the car was like that. They, they confirmed the auxiliary and the oil and so it looks like the substance on everything was oil. On the clothes, on the bag was all oil. Okay. So kind of weird that's at 7 a.m and i'm sure by the time they're even getting up there it's closer to 8 well at 8 a.m another 911 phone call comes through and it sounds like a young child on the phone okay turns out it's megan okay so she does have a very high-pitched voice she kind of has a high-pitched like low like high like you yeah. know what i mean like a little girl voice ish and she's small she's like five foot but she's she is bigger because she she was like into karate and then she got into like kind of weightlifting a little bit so she's she's strong Muscle. you know what i yeah. mean so and that's what i think he meant by like bigger so she has broken into a home called 911 and claims that 
and you can hear the 911 call. It takes a minute for them to get it out of her because she can barely talk. I'm sure she's hypothermic. She's badly injured and she's trying to cough and she sounds like a little kid. And this dispatcher's fucking confused now that he thinks a little kid's calling him from somewhere. But she says, we fell off a cliff. And then he starts putting things together like, oh, these must be the missing people that they're looking for. And so she, he gets it out of her that they fell off a cliff. She states that they walked for a minute and she doesn't know where, what direction. And then he collapsed. And then she's like, I walked, walked, walked. And then she broke into this house. They happened to have a cell phone that you could at least dial 911 on. And so she had just, and she was naked, naked, broke into this home and found a blanket to cover herself with and was talking to 911 during this. And so they're trying to pinpoint her and find her. Okay. But they're also trying to figure out, do they need another ambulance? Yeah. They're like, why, you know, do we need another ambulance? Where's this other person? Now she's claiming there's another person. So they're trying to figure that out. He calls the DNR dispatch lady and he says, I think he says, though, I have a little girl on the phone and she says that she was hiking and fell and she's in that same area. And I know you guys have missing hikers. And I know that the the dispatcher was like, little girl, like what the fuck is going on? Like people are, I can imagine how fucking confusing this is for people that work in these jobs. So I kind of get it. Chaos. Everybody's having their own opinions already too and shit about what's going on. So they then realize that they get somebody there. They get the ambulance driver there to her. And they do realize that they're now looking for another person. They're looking for, she says his name on there, Alex. And she's, you know, trying to talk to him. So they then go, okay, we're going to climb down to the base of the mountain or base of the ridge. And we're going to try to look for him. They they didn't know where to start because she couldn't give him anything. She couldn't tell him which direction they walked in. She just said they fell off the cliff, walked, he dropped. And well, then I don't she went. Imagine there's very many houses or properties. No, it's out not. That it's way. not. It's not. But it is crazy that she found this home. Like she's lucky that she found this home and a cell phone in there that she was allowed to. You know that she was able to call nine one one. Well, that's just a matter of looking at satellite images and property owners in the area. Yeah. Like, well, that's true too. That's true too. Well, they pinged where she was. Oh no no no! Sorry, she looked on a piece of mail. She found a piece of mail. I'm just saying the fact that there was a house right by her. She was badly, badly injured. She was taken to the hospital and I was going to get more into that. and was there for over a month. But um, okay. so she had bad injuries and they said hypothermic, very bad injuries, back injuries, um, cuts from head to toe. Well, could they not like go, okay, well, the cars were here. She was found so here. They, Here's where cliffs no. are. So, so yeah. So they say we're going to start at the base of the cliff and they do and what ends up happening is a helicopter. So at 9.30 a.m., they find Alex's body. It is upside down. It's face down. Okay. Naked. There is a knife in the water by his hand. And his injuries are very obvious that he punctured, like he had a rib, broke ribs, and they punctured his lung. Okay. He also had his throat slit. A few times. So that's what they find all in this fucking nine, seven hour time frame of 2 a.m. I'm on one phone call. Okay. <laughs> so she says, remember in, in the ambulance driver, she says, we fell off a cliff. We walked for a little bit. He fell. He dropped. And then, so what ends up happening? So this all happens, right? And she goes to the hospital and then nothing is said. Nothing is said to the news, to the media, to any journalist. They will not say a fucking word about shit. Okay. But they do people, people. So these journalists find out that she's been in the hospital for a month and a half. There's been no saying of anything of like what possibly happened or like what the fuck. And the coroner's report hasn't. And the coroner's report took about two months and they realized that yes, his throat had been, but in like a cutting fashion. So it was like 
movements back and forth like six or seven times. And it was cut all the way back to a spinal cord. So almost decapitated. <laughs> so that came out. They still, nobody, but nobody's talking about anything. They're not talking about her. They're not letting anybody talk about anything. The family, his family's definitely not, you know. And then um, all of a sudden, oh, by the way, Sorry, the next day, so it was because it was 72 hours, and it might have been later on that day. The dog is found at the cemetery in Shut the kennel. Shut your mouth. No, this is why it's so fucking weird. So Did the dogs, they ever find the ferrets? No, ferrets never found. Dogs were found, yeah, dog found in a kennel at the cemetery, and then the cat was found, obviously, up at the place. Okay, so this is why people were like, and I think if everything was found at that place, you would be able to say, okay, they were doing some rituals of some sort. Maybe it was a suicide pack. They fall off. You know, at first, before you even find out about his injuries, you know, I could see where people are starting to go. But the dog being at the cemetery throws everybody off because they know that they what went. What the fuck with the they, cars? They too. know. Yeah, they know they went there. The Mr. Moon's like investigating and not calling 911 right away. Weird as fuck. He knows that they're going up there like weird. So basically it's eight months passes. It's September. They finally file charges. The state files charges against Megan naturally so then people start finding out about all this so but listen to what she's charged with second degree murder manslaughter assisted suicide now this is why it's really fucked up right amanda's going what when you have second degree murder or any murder of any kind manslaughter is also murder and you have assisted suicide they are completely opposite in what would happen to somebody or what the circumstances were one is he would have to be like i don't want to die and that would be being murdered the other one would be no. i do want to die suicide help so i'm helping comp- you. how can you charge somebody with both and it took eight months so you obviously know they don't have like fucking evidence have so they don't have evidence other. um or do they okay maybe no, they didn't. They don't. No, no, no. They're throwing. They're trying to throw everything at her and see what sticks. Okay. So it's, ver- see, it's a very. That's what apparent. I was saying. I'm like, what but, if they charge her with one or the other? But the, maybe there's evidence to say that both situations yeah. are plausible. But the but we'll let the jury decide. The journalists were like, "What the fuck? Like you do? The, like how? Because they also still hadn't heard anything. They don't know what evidence they have. They don't know anything. This is the first time they're able to hear anything. There's so, never been any kind of like press so, release. Listen, or- no. So what ended up happening was these journalists were able to go to public records of that courthouse and were able to find that there was a two suits out on Megan Schaefer. Now they're able to start finding out information about what actually happened that night before anything's happening. Like civil suits? Um, There was... um. I'm trying to remember what they call them. Yeah, there was like a civil and then a state. Like there was two because then two journalists, one took the one, one took the other. They start looking through it. They're like, holy shit, this is fucking nuts. Like we have a story here. Like we need to start. You know what I mean? And so another part of all this, right, is so they start finding all the details. They find out about his throat being slit, all that. But a trial starts anyways. The jury's eventually picked. Um so, but when that was, by the way, so that starts like January, I believe. Yeah. January 29th was when like they were trying to say, oh, anything, any statements that she made during the ambulance and the, and the ride, because the paramedic was going to be on trial, right? Because he, 
he says that, you know, she was saying some things. Okay. Okay. Like she so, was saying stuff on in the ambulance. So the in the, the ambulance. Hospital. So this is another reason part of this. And, oh, I wanted to also talk a little bit about each of these guys, uh, Alex and Megan, real quick, too. So before we get on to the actual trial and everything, is that's what I was meaning to do, is that September she was charged. Um, she pled not guilty. She had those charges. And before I wanted to go any further, I wanted to be like, so this is this is a little bit about both of them. So when Alex was younger, Alex is a very talented individual in in middle school. He's a singer. He was in every choir, every band, high school. He played football. He played every sport. He was very artistic. He was just like one of these really intelligent all star children. Very good looking. Okay, he wanted to be in the. Well, he went to Coast Guard, so I don't know if he wanted to be in the Marines or like what he ended up wanting to do really in his life. But his dad and said that he really wanted to be in um, that line of work. I don't even okay. know what you call that. Um, and he ends up going like he ends up going. He ends up going like he ends up going. Uh, sorry, the summer program at Cambridge and in London one year. He's traveling everywhere. He is doing crazy shit, and it's and it's awesome, right? Um, and he ends up going to the Coastal Guard uh, College or whatever, starts doing engineering there, and it's going well. Well, he was dating somebody at the time there, and what ends up happening is every so often they change dorm rooms. It's like a certain day of every so often everybody changes dorm rooms. And the night, the day before, he got in a fight with his girlfriend. So that night, he gets intoxicated. He goes out and parties. And he comes back to apologize to her. Does not realize. It must have been, it must have been like the whole day. You know what I mean? That she has switched rooms. Because he doesn't try to get a hold of her. He just goes into her room. And he ends up putting his hand under the sheet and touching the thigh. And it's not her. So was he charged? He ru- well, listen, he runs out, and the, but this girl starts talking about it, but she can't say anything. She doesn't know what this person looked like, nothing. She just awoke into a thigh, like her thigh being... Anyways, he comes forward because of the honor system. He comes forward, and his dad tells him, like, you need to go tell the truth about what happened. So he does, and it fucks him because he goes and says that. He's like, I promise you, I was going to apologize. I didn't know... Like, I'm so sorry. And this, the girl, they asked the girl what she wanted. And she said, I want him kicked out. I want him in jail. I want him a registered sex offender. So they decided not to do all of that, but they, they, they disenrolled him. him. So then this lifelong dream of this very smart, intelligent person goes completely upside down and sideways. Because now he's been kicked out of school. And so they claim. And so he starts going to the local college, um, Sorry, let me see. Uh, Is that how he knew Mr. Moon? Well, no, he know so he knows him from middle school. But Mr. Moon did end up being an instructor at this college. At the, oh, Frostburg. It's called Frostburg in Maryland. So he does end up becoming a, a teacher also at the school. Now, here's the deal. Mr. Moon, like I said, used to go to the cemetery with with Alex. He used to do like all the picnics and hang out. And so what ended up happening? So that that is where he's at, right? Like right in those early twenties, he starts going. And so he decides he's like, I'm gonna go to college for engineering, yeah, but I don't know what the died. fuck I'm gonna do. And so that's him. Now Megan was a very very quiet girl, very very quiet. And then she worked at Bath and Body Works when she was like in high school and stuff, right? Very quiet, little meek girl. 
she's they said that a co-worker said she started coming out of her shell after a couple of years she felt like when she worked at bath and body and then became like more outspoken and more this well she was obviously in karate during that time and then switched to weightlifting okay and so so she might be short and small and meek but she started like finding her voice but then she also got into weightlifting so, so she's toned, she's, she's probably strong and she knows how to defend herself okay so so people have also been specifying about this a lot right so like oh she's not this weak little girl that can be really taken advantage she's smart she's strong but she did she did turn out to be like that and she did what they know is that Alex and her have probably dated at some point. Mr. Moon said that, but didn't think they were together anymore. And all they were, how they're described throughout the whole trial is extremely good friends. So they probably like tried to have a relationship and it didn't work out, but they just keep hanging out. I'm assuming, right? Here's the problem with, with not the problem, but what happens is he loses this, ends up going to college and fucking loses himself. He has no fucking clue what to do, where to go. He doesn't even know if he, what he should be anymore. So, but he starts having this like, what we call a spiritual awakening, right? He starts getting into this, a lot of the spiritual stuff. It's actually a lot of stuff that I believe in, but it's, it's very, very, he just goes so hard and so extreme fast. And it's all about the ascension process and all this stuff. Right. And so there's going to be a lot of rituals and kind of stuff that happens and things that you do. And of course, you know, you, you hang out at weirder places, you study different books. Like it's not weird to me. No, I totally but I get it. also know that in the spiritual world and when people do have quote unquote spiritual awakening, sometimes it's more of a, or it's just a, such a heavy onset and such a big change and people do it so and you're searching for something so that you can go almost psychosis. Fair. It yeah. very much so can happen. Yes. Um, so you, so you have that kind of too, right? And he's a weed smoker. He liked to build like really crazy bongs. So he wasn't like a drug drug addict, but he liked to drink. He probably smoked some weed, but they use that against him, right? They're like, oh, he was a drug user. And he, so, Jesus. but during the trial, basically it's just like her. So it's the defense, like trying to paint him as this drug user. And she was scared of him. And that night, oh, the paramedic goes on sand. And they're trying to get him to not be on stand, but he ends up going on anyways. And he t says how in the ambulance, yes, she says to him, you will probably find an when you find him, you will probably find a knife with him and my fingerprints will be on it. So that comes out. Did they match that knife to the wounds on his neck? Yeah, no, that was a knife. That was a knife. <laughs> so then her story, then her story changes in the hospital because they eventually find out during testimonies because nobody knows shit. That she eventually said in the hospital, like her story changed to they went up there, but she still doesn't say anything about the dog and why the cemetery and this. Not at all. She just fucking says we went up there. We were doing um, we we were getting naked. We were doing a cleansing. We were doing a spiritual cleanse. So they went up there. They got naked. They lit the candles, brought the animals with them. But he was a very much so he was what they call a fruitarian. He literally eats stuff that falls from fruit trees. Like he doesn't, he doesn't harm plants. He doesn't harm animals. He doesn't harm humans. He literally eats fallen fruit as like his diet, fallen, whatever, fucking nuts and shit, which, so that's why people were like, well, he wasn't like probably sacrificing the animals, but it looks weird to other people, right? Like he is right. He's going to try to do some sort of, so she's saying they're up there. He has a knife. I'm trying to figure out how a fruititarian would survive and 
the state of Maryland. He lost a lot. Of, he did lose a lot of like weight. During the and that winter, was part of it, too. How he, do you? Yeah. He lost snow everywhere. He lost so much weight. And that was another thing. Everybody's like, oh, he lost weight. He's doing the spiritual shit. Like, basically, people were like, he's going fucking nuts. His dad, however, was like, he wasn't depressed and suicidal. He just, you know, had to find a different direction in life. And that's a really can be a struggle for some people. And he was getting really into spiritual things. So, but the parents, remember the 911 call, are the ones that also claimed that it was a suicide thing. So they're saying that. And then later on, his dad's like, well, no, like, Okay, so Did there's they a ever constant ask back her and about forth. So, the cars. Okay. No, there's nothing ever said about that. Now, listen, I will I will tell you guys, I did not listen further on to the actual trial proceedings. Um, I just got basically this far of all of this and I wanted to be able to like give a little bit more info because I also want to know like another opinions. So at the moment, you have yeah two cars in weird positions. You got candles and a cat at the top. His body's found down a little bit further out. So it does look like they walked. Is it wasn't not directly down. So it looks like they walked. Were they able to see if it looked like they fell? Because if you fall, you're going to leave. Some Why would you, but you wouldn't have back and forth smarks. You wouldn't have back and forth scissoring, like well, sawing marks. Well, how big marks. of a cliff is it? Because you couldn't it survive. Was thir- it was, no, so it was only 30 feet. It really wasn't. This, this is where it gets weird, you guys. So listen, the both. So I'm going to well, ask. That wouldn't listen, kill gonna, you. No, listen, I'm going to ask you a question in just a second. So, so you have that. You have his wounds. Now, what she said is that they were the edge of the cliff. They both slipped off, but during that process, her hand was on the knife and he was saying, you need to take my life. And he grabs her hand and slits his own throat as they're falling off the cliff. But her story also was like, oh, that you fell off the cliff hold and on. we were right there. And then he, oh, we walked. Hold on. Hold on. So listen. She says that while they were falling, he said, you have to take my Basically life. right before they fell off. Like he was like, he, she had her hand on the knife. He put his hand on it and then how, they fell how off. How heavy do we say he is? Like 160 pounds? Yeah. So he's definitely like, he's taller than her, but he was only like 140 pounds, 135. He was very skinny. Uh, hold please. Hey, Google. How long would it take a 160-pound man to fall off a 30-foot cliff? Two seconds. We let Google do the math. The splat calculator? The fuck? Oh, my God. (laughs) So, but here, wait. I want to go over some details, and I want to give one more detail because there was a motive that eventually came out, but it still doesn't make fucking sense. What's pound to kilograms? It's like 2.2 times 2.2. That's what, like how you would figure Shit. pounds or kilograms of pounds times anything two by, by two times two. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It wouldn't, it, this, there's no way this could happen. You also could, second. you also could, <laughs> they, she also, I think she also said something about we fell and he landed on it. And then in the, in the, in the ambulance, it's like, oh, my fingerprints will be on it. And then it came out later that she was like, oh, he put his hand on, like, but she was also having a really hard time being like, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. She fell off. She did fall off of a cliff. She did. She fell but off of there. 30 feet. And so did he. So, no, no, no. I'm just saying she did get beat up and maybe, you know, trying to remember exact details. But she's not giving anything about, like, why you're going up there or, like, what's going on. Now, she did not have good defense because, like, it was so fast. The trial and everything was so fucking fast. And then she would, and then it went. But so let me go over it. So here's a motive. One week before Alex died. He transfers $188,000 that he had saved from investment funds, transfers to a new account, and makes Megan the beneficiary. 
And his dad also claims in the trial that at one point, so his dad filed a whatever suit against that so it wouldn't go through because he claims that his son wasn't in his right mind and that he didn't know that he was making that decision. And and it's like, wait, what the fuck? Are, will, will you make up your mind about if your son's suicidal? Oh, he's not suicidal. Oh, he's just doing this. Or, oh, he's not in the right mind. And, and he was not that, like, so he was trying to get it stopped from being in her name. I could see that. Yeah. That yeah. Might, that plays but, out. But he also just keeps going back and forth about his son. Like, is do you really believe he was suicidal? Do you not? Like, what are you, you know, and why would she transfer? Like, why would he transfer it to her? Everybody. So this is, this is why it's so fucking weird. So was he having like an end of end of life kind of not mental breakdown? Because some people believe that 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 they get so deep into the spiritual like this isn't the end like if i died right now it's not the end and they're not afraid of dying and they will do weird shit they will jump off of things they will have part i there was a testimony of a couple people that said in my 20s i dove so deep into it that i had my partner i tried to have my partner choke me to death because i wanted to prove that like aka i couldn't die or that it wasn't the end and he pushed out she like passed out and he ended up letting go of her. So, and I know that's what I mean by psychosis. There's a level of sometimes the shit turns into psychosis and you do some crazy ass shit yeah, no, because you believe, out. you believe. So, so, okay, maybe, maybe that's at play. Maybe, but his dad was saying that he's, so he's not in his right mind. And they had been talking about this for two weeks prior, talking about this hike. So they're planning, which for me, I'm like, okay. So, so you have him at the bottom, throat slit. She fell with him. They've got all this stuff out that's weird. The dog's okay, at the fucking okay, cemetery. Okay, so my question is then. Yeah. The dad is saying this hike has been planned for two weeks. He said they've been talking about it. Yes. Okay, so why did the sister text Mr. Moon to be like, have you heard from I my think because brother? I think that when the parent, because remember the parents found out about the dog and when they oh, got yeah, home. okay. So that's how I think they all got connected and how Mr. Moon come. This is how Mr. Moon comes into play at that moment is because the sister texts. But see, he's fucking weird. He knows where they're at. He has friends. But like you never called 911. Like your first reaction was, why would you not call 911? Yeah, There's we weren't something even 10 minutes that doesn't. This and were- <laughs> it's not correct. It doesn't work. It's not right. Like he's not right. And he was so calm and collective. There was like no emotional or worry in his voice about like a friend that he can't find and it's raining and. And it looks like they fell off a cliff because of where they were at. You know what I mean? And these cars that are weird as fuck. Like he, there's something weird. So, so all in all, January 29th, 2008. So she's, she's charged in September, 2017, January to the January 29th, end of January, 2018. They start hearing state, like start going to judges for certain things, like to hear her statements or not or whatever. March 12th, they also have another one. Like, it's called suppress her statements is what it was for. Mm-hmm. But they decide that, like, no, everything that she said and anything is going to be in the trial. Like, the judge okay. said no. July 25th, she is sentenced. So they went to trial, like, literally mm, April. April to May. <laughs> the jury found How her long guilty was the trial? so fucking fast. How long was the trial? Uh, I think it was only, like, four weeks. I don't know. It was something little. I was trying to pinpoint those exact dates, but so March 12, 2018 was when her, the last one was like, no, she's, we're going to have everything she says in there. They went to trial and July 25th, she's sentenced. So it's literally within eight weeks. Middle of March to to April to May to July is two, is three months. So she was found guilty of second degree murder and sentenced to 30 years. 
But here's the weird other part. So here's the weird thing for me. No, neither side can actually sell, like, tell a story of, like, what happened. Like, neither one can be like, okay, they both drove separately to the house. They picked up the dog. They both went to the cemetery separately. They met there. They left the dog for whatever reason. They both drove over to the truck. Like, they can't, neither side can, like, specify how they believe people were driving and who was driving and when. This is why, to me, there's something else going on. Because, like, what if her car showed up later on? What if they showed up to his parents' house in his car? And then all of a sudden, her car's also at the trail? When did that happen? Is that somebody else driving her vehicle up there? And then there's oil all over, over everything. Is that something that was part of their spiritual thing? And she doesn't say. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. And you cannot find hardly anything on this. You have these journalists that did the, the podcast. They have You find their, their pages on the website. I'm sure you're Googling it. And then you can find like People Magazine or something. Talks about her being sentenced. Like everything's about her being sentenced because... That's what's crazy. So do you think, so this is what somebody else, this is what somebody else believes that obviously probably Mr. Moon's involved somehow, but is it that Mr. Moon and Megan were involved and, but like, um, Alex was, you know, going through this whole spiritual thing and Megan was into that too. Was Alex just confiding in her and wanted to go through the spiritual process with her. But she was with Mr. Moon technically. And then Alex trusts her enough to like send her money over to him. Or his money over to her. Because he is ready to like go on to this next life. Or whatever he's believing in. Like maybe he really is. Like like does. does so is it that something like that. And then she realizes she can take advantage of him somehow. And her and Mr. Moon come up with a plan. But she, like you said. She, you're not, first of all, you're not going to die from a 30 foot fall. So if you wanted to go commit suicide, why would you go up there to commit suicide? The likelihood of you actually dying is very limited. Oh my God. Right? <laughs> what did you see? I'm just saying it's very, and, th and then if you wanted to commit five murder, days. five days, what? That's how long her trial. Oh, her trial. Okay. So I didn't even know. <laughs> so that, that, that's why sentencing was only like six weeks later or whatever. A five day trial. From March 14th to the 19th. Because, you know, they painted Steve, like him as that. And then the state painted her as a very vicious, cruel. They still could not prove. They could not say why, though. They were just like, she got the money. She decided to somehow come up with this plan. And it didn't go the right way. She ended up falling off the cliff with him. When they got to the bottom, the knife happened to, happened to still be there. They walked for a little bit. She slit his throat. But I'm just like, that all doesn't make fucking sense either to me. And they don't find a blood trail or anything. So it's not like it happened at the base of the mountain and then he was dragged and she was butt ass naked with him. So she's naked with him, falls off the cliff with him. He ends up getting his throat slit somehow. I'm sure he collapsed because his lung was, he punctured his lung. She still makes it somewhere and survives, but she can't even fucking tell a story straight and she can't even put, she, she can't say anything. And her lawyer just talks for her the whole time. Like oh God, she I can't even. <laughs> oh, it's all bad. So, so it's either that or did she get taken advantage of somehow? Did he lose his fucking mind at the end here 
go into this whole spiritual downward spiral. She felt like she couldn't leave him. So she follows him. Maybe she thought they were just going to the graveyard to chill and hang out and have something. Maybe he's going on this manic craziness and then they show up at the trail and he's like, let's go on a hike. Will you please come do the spiritual? And maybe she feels like she can't because somebody did say somebody did say this and then they're up there and then maybe he really was like i need to take my or you need to help me take my life somehow and then she realizes she testified at one point he said i needed to do experience pain yes and then she like make her but she just kind of went well and and i think that was part of the spiritual cleansing was he was like we're gonna go up here we're gonna do this we light candles we bring the animals because it's part of nature it's part of our thing but but i wonder if they made it to the graveyard and she realized then that there was something more going on, and but she felt like she couldn't leave him, and like they're, I mean, they're like why? Maybe or sense. she was doing all this with him. Maybe he really wasn't too. They were like she was down for it. Maybe she was like, all right, let's go to the graveyard. But well, we still don't understand the graveyard part. But I feel like they did something there that you don't know, like a ritual of some sort or gathered there. And I think they were planning on coming. I feel like that somebody was planning on coming back, or maybe they just figured the dog would be found. Honestly, honest to God. If they really had this plan to go do the spiritual cleanse or if it was just a spiritual cleanse and there was no talk about killing yourself, then it's like, yeah, we're going to come back and get the dog. Like, we're going to go do this. It's raining. It's like we're out in nature. We're we're against the elements. We're naked. We're going to do this cleanse. We're going to give ourselves to nature. And then somehow he goes haywire while they're up there. And he's like, you need to stab me. You need to try to help me kill myself. And then in the process of that, they fall off a cliff. But... His body was found further. So that's what I'm saying that they, she fell off with him. She's injured. Does she drag his body? Like if his throat was slit before and they would have found probably. Well, so here's the thing. They're really cold. They don't bleed very much when you're really cold. She wasn't even bleeding very much. And she had cuts from head to fucking toe from falling off that clip. And but your blood coagulates when you're cold. And it slows down. Your heart rate slows down. Everything slows down. So you don't bleed that much. But they did not find any other areas that look like maybe. And plus, she would have had to have dragged him. So it sounds like they fell off. They walked. And I wonder, his lung was punctured. What if he did fall down and says, I need you to help kill me. I need you to kill me. I need you to take my life. This didn't work. I need you to kill me. He was already dying. He wasn't going to, he was not going to live that lung puncture by the time she made it anywhere. Even if he didn't die of the, of the thing that would have killed him. He she, just didn't know it. No, I think he knew something was bad because I think that they did walk. His lung was punctured. He saw uh, that happens like within a couple minutes, you start filling up with fluid in that side. You can't yeah. breathe. He falls to the ground and then he says that. And so they think that the easiest way to do that is to slit a throat instead of like my eyes would go to just hurrying and stabbing. Like, I mean, all of it would be fucking nuts. I mean, it'd be fucking nuts. You're so hurt. She's hurt. She's naked. You're cold. Like, and then, and then does she decide to do that? And she's like, fine, I'll help you. And for some reason, it's like, she just hurrying quickly. Were there ever like drug panels done? Okay. So toxologies wanted to be done and they did do them. And they said that there was nothing in people's systems. Okay, well, I know that mushrooms don't come up in a standard. No, so test. my that was my first thing. I was like, well, what if they were on LSD or something else? There's certain you have to drugs test fecal, that, and they didn't do any of that. Oh, there's certain drug tests that you have to do certain yeah. different. I mean, mushrooms, you got to do like a spinal tap. Yeah, so it's it's and 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 I could be. I'm pretty sure they didn't because that was part of the whole thing too was like I was trying to listen a little bit more into the trial but from what I know there was nothing found in either and neither one of them were on any medications for anything but they also the judge did deny like her medical records or her mental health records like they didn't allow that in there so but 
it's weird kind to hear of. people talk about her. People talk about him. Now, I understand. So that's what I'm saying. So did that end up happening? And he's laying there dying and he's like, you have to kill me. And they just think that the easiest way is for him to go roll over and for her to to slice his to slit his throat but maybe okay it's, okay maybe, but, but listen okay, maybe it's a lot mean. harder to, it's a lot harder to slit a throat than you think and so she had to saw back and forth a couple times with okay, the knife well i get that and i could see that but i don't give a fuck how cold you are there would be some kind of blood spatter from that the f- only the first one's fucking free bitch we both know that yeah and but i don't know because he's facing the ground and depending on where she stands she'd have she's to be just holding... sitting on top of him i mean that to not yeah. have blood spatter on no his... well that's usually how people do it you go on the back of them you straddle them like a squat position you pull back their hair that's murder no that's what i'm saying but like <laughs> well no but i'm just saying what... i don't give a fuck how okay. hurt you well, are no, that's murder well i'm just saying is but did he go that far and did they think that that since he was already laying down in this position and he knew that he was dying like i'm just saying this is one of the theories and it did come up in my brain like like so if she didn't plan this and it really was some sort of accident how did she get herself there like what made her stay with him to do this whole thing and then it just flips really bad at the end because he just loses his shit and he's like and and or did they really slip were they not meaning to do all of that did they bring the knife to maybe do I just read at some point in the trial they never really considered what they they never really dated she said no I think and I they they how the fuck she get a hundred all that money that's what everybody's so confused about they do say how they're just extremely best friends they're extremely good friends extremely good friends I think they hooked up a couple times and then she didn't want to be with him I'm pretty sure that's how it works. But then, but that's what I'm saying. So, so she's into that spiritual stuff and she was, how does this become like a friendship where she can get, or he can get her like, Hey, let's go get my dog. Let's go do this spiritual thing. Or was she scared of him? Some people say that some people paint the picture that he lost his fucking shit in his mind. Okay. She was scared. Okay, scared of she him. She was but, scared and okay. wanted to follow him and make sure but he was okay. okay. She's scared of or him. Or not scared of but him. You're but kind of like picture. I'm like. Not scared of him, but like scared of maybe like what he was going to do. He wanted to go get an animal. He's going here. So did she follow him? Or is it between her and Mr. Moon? She wasn't planning on falling off a cliff, but she was planning on making it look like somehow he went up there to do the spiritual thing and she had to make him believe it. Right. And then it's like a slitting the throat or. But no, because you can't slit his throat and then push him off. And then he happens to drag you down with him somehow. And your plan goes awry. And then Mr. Moon drives her car up there or something like people were saying that, too. Like, could somebody else have driven her car up there after? And he set up that scene. And and then that's why the motor oil is all over everything. Or was that because she can't recall. She doesn't say like, oh, we poured oil all over thing or I nothing. There's nothing. She does claim, though, that she left her cell phone at home, but it was found in the back seat of her car. So that's kind of weird. And why would you leave your phone at home? So then she knew she was going with him. If you left your phone at home, I you claim you did. Well, I'm saying you claim that you left your phone at home, but then you were going with this person to go do all this stuff and you didn't want your phone with you. Weird. And then it's actually found in the backseat of your car that's parked up there. Like, weird. Oh, conveniently but the, the grandma time. did not specify. She didn't see them leave, leave in a car. So she couldn't. Nobody could say like, oh, they left in two different cars or, oh, they left in his or came in his. They don't know. And that's another thing that trips me out because I think if the grandma was able to see like, oh, she was following him. She just knows that she came inside with him and then they and left. took the dog in a kennel, and took the dog, the kennel and a leash and said, we're going to well, go take him on weird. a walk. Why would you take? Well, the that's why the, that's why the grandma called and said, hey, he came in and took the dog and said this. I don't know because I think she's probably like, 
why she's would old. you take the kennel? She's old and probably like, why is he even coming anyways? And that's when the mom, his mom was like, that is not right at all. So they came home. They were at a hospital, so I don't know if somebody was having something done. But they came home, and then it got later at night, and they thought, okay, something's wrong. And then I think they talked to the sister. And then, and you know what I mean? That's my theory. And that it sounds like how it went down. That's what they said. Like, she texted So this Moon. whole thing is taking place in a matter of hours. Hours. So they did go up there. I'm sure they went up there and hiked. But they went, like, later evening because they said it was, like, it seems like it was mid-afternoon that they got the dog. So this one, like, and even the journalists are just like, this doesn't make, like, nobody, and nobody can come up with a conclusion. So that's why I have all these three different ones where I'm like, okay, was he the one that was losing it? But, but not that it was scaring, sorry, I didn't mean to say, like, scaring her like he was going to kill her, but, like, was she worried that he was on this suicide weird level that she kind of wanted to go with him? Or is he literally playing her? saying oh we're gonna go up and do a spiritual cleanse please do it with me and, and but but you transferred money to her a week ago and yeah like weeks, why take her on this, and then you like, guys are talking why take about her to this die life. together when you're transferring her money so my thought so this is where my unless thoughts, you're in a deep psychosis it wouldn't it doesn't yeah, matter my what thoughts, you're doing at the time makes sense my thoughts are she got luck not lucky but somehow he had trust in her and was like, hey, I want you to do this with me. And she did. She wanted to do some spiritual things, too. And he talked her into like, hey, I want to put this money over to you um, just in case. I don't know what's going. You know, I don't know. He had money and other things, too. But it was just that that was such a large amount. Right. He had some other investments. So that's what's weird. But it's like, do you go to her? And then you guys decide to do the spiritual. And like I said, when you get up there, things go awry. And he instead of instead of cutting yourself and bleeding and sacrificing your blood and doing that. Some people do that shit. You cut yourself in the full moon, you know, you're naked in the full moon. Like there's a whole thing about it, you know? And then he just goes haywire and he's like, no, I want you to try to kill me. And they tussle a little bit ish and they fall off the cliff together. And then they both survive and don't. And then they're like, Oh shit, what the fuck just happened? And then they stand up and they start going. And then he realizes like he's fucking dying either way. That's why I go to that. And then I go, and then somehow it just turns out that they decide to slit his throat, which doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. But then you, you, I don't know. You're, you're in that moment. Do you, if that was what the case was, do you go, Never mind. I need to try to stab him in his heart. Never mind. I should stab him in his neck. Like, what would you think to do in order to kill, like, put this person out of his misery if you really decided that that was what was happening? Like, you know what I mean? That's what is hard for me is I could see where somebody would go, okay, cut the throat. But even that is a huge thing to say in your head. And you're right. Like, you're hurt. You're in the cold. Like, maybe she does want to put him out of his misery, but she probably also wants to be found and put out of her I misery. I don't fucking like it. I don't like it. She, it was, doesn't... she was broken head to toe. Like, she she didn't, like, have spinal injuries, but she had broken back, hip, like, so many injuries. So it's like she did fall off that fucking cliff. And then he did walk a little bit or was somehow made it a little bit further. And now you got to realize because if it was for money, that's some real fucking commitment. Well, I'm saying like (laughs) I'm saying maybe she got lucky that he confided in her and maybe she did want to do the spiritual stuff. He gave her the money and then she went, wait a minute, maybe Mr. Mooney Moon put a little something, something in her brain like, hey, he gave you money. Maybe we should do this because he's been a little bit psychotic lately. He's been losing like Mr. Moon. I don't like I don't like him in it. Have, like, I don't like a, him anything I, to do with that. I, I need to go listen. I'm going to go do my own. Jesus. Yeah, I need to finish like the actual little bit. But all I know is that they didn't. Nobody has real evidence. She just happens to be one there. She was considered a victim at first, but his family. So his family is also a little bit not predominant in their city, but like well known. So I think that that they were pushing the city 
the the society, the communities were pushing for somebody to be held accountable for his murder because it was it was diagnosed a homicide, and she was the only one that they could use because they had no other explanation for anything, which is not true. Cause I think if you would have done a little bit more like her defense, Megan's defense was awful. And the way he talked about it, fucking stupid. And so was the state. Like they just made up stories about what possibly happened and was able to convict her when it's like, you still didn't prove it. There's no proof that she actually did that. What if they were up there doing something spiritual and somebody came upon them and tried to attack them? Maybe she just doesn't fucking remember. But then you think about the slit throat. That is what gets me. He was not. And the comment to that fucking ambulance. Yeah, about her fingerprints bring on it. So she remembers some things. So that's my thoughts are she jumps, she slips and falls because they were trying to do some spiritual thing and he wanted to be a little crazier. And she was like, fuck no. And then they slip and fall. The knife just happened. But to I do it know there. I touched the knife. Like, well, yeah, I don't know so, what happens, but I do know that somehow I touched the knife. But if not, then was the whole plan along to kill him. But they happen to fall off and slip anyways. And then they do walk a little bit. He is dying or whatever or is really injured. And she goes. Okay, now I finally can kill him so I can keep this money. But wouldn't it be easier to like push him to the bottom, take your time getting down to the bottom, drag him off into the well, wild? Well, I mean, if she didn't plan on slipping, that's what I'm saying. So if she didn't plan on. If there just, would be evidence of I'm either. Just, well, I'm saying if she just planned on like trying to slit his throat or do something to him up at the top. And, but you know what I mean? And then it didn't work and they slipped and together with the knife. And then she tried to push him and he took her with him. That's what I mean. Yes. And but the knife happened to come down and then they happened to both come up, come awake and they just fell off a cliff. And now it's somebody fucking survival. It's survival. Well, not even that. Like, I think they both wake up like survival, maybe not even realizing they, they walk a little bit. He collapses. Yeah, it very well could be that they didn't walk together. Maybe she's the first to get up and start moving. And she's like, oh, fuck, I, I fucked up. I'm fucked up, too. You know, my body's fucked up. I'm hurt. Yeah, this like, didn't go the way I planned. And then she happens to see him collapse a little bit of ways. And then she goes, okay. But, man, is that all still going through your brain that you want to? But, but maybe she has to feel like she has to go through with it. Like, this is her opportunity. And the only way to do it is for her for her to slit his throat and, put, and to officially kill him so she can keep the money. But it just, you know, but you would have to go through with the, you would have to be the cruelest motherfucker on this planet to fall off a cliff and then still follow through with it when so I many mean, still murder. So she would have still got the money. He would not have survived the lung puncture. He would not have survived. So she yeah, still would have just and let she, him die. Also, why would you commit murder up there and be like, yeah, I'm so I'm going to plan on going through this whole spiritual process with this person and try to kill him. There's so many other ways to murder somebody. That's what the journalists were saying. There's so many other ways to murder somebody, so many other places to murder people, so many other places to commit suicide, so many other ways to commit suicide. Like it's not it's not very rare that somebody slits their throat, but it's usually a very somebody who has goddamn lost their god like they are no longer a human but being. But they're not capable of sawing it. Yeah, but you can't yeah, you can't go usually that many times. By the time you get into it a couple, most people that have slit their throats Unless and killed he themselves. Tried to do it once and it wasn't enough, but couldn't do no, it. No, no, no. And and I mean, they're just guessing six to seven back and forth. You just have to basically they just they go off of because it was all the way to the back of his neck and to his spinal column almost decapitated so in their brains are like at least back in like i was thinking and it was Listen, only it's only a seven inch blade it's not that big deer. i mean it'd have to be a decent fucking knife that's yeah, a lot of muscle this was a seven inch kitchen knife seven inch kitchen knife and it was the murder weapon it matched his wounds seven inches 
So he obviously grabbed that from his parents' house. Through bone? Through, by the way, he grabbed that from his parents' house. It'd have to be a decent fucking kitchen, No, right? it made it to the bone. So it, it, you cut all the way. I'm trying to think. So this is your larynx. So it cut through your your te- your meat That's and tissue easy here. To cut through. Yes, and so they, <laughs> they so they made it. They went back and forth, back and forth, all the way to where they are able to hit the spine, the spine, the bone. They didn't go through, but it was that enough that if you think about it, you know. I guess after falling off a cliff, you wouldn't have a total amount of strength. You forget. I work in a barbecue pu- mm-hmm. <laughs> a barbecue joint, so I cut meat and all that raw meat, cooked meat all the time. I, oh, yeah. I hunt. So, like, I mean, I imagine the anatomy of a neck between a deer and a human is not that much different, only smaller. And I yeah, because everybody's vertebrae. That's why I know you got to have it, a decent fucking knife, but going through bone is ha- kind of hard. Yeah, no, you so he wasn't decapitated, but it was enough to where it's almost there. Like, all you would have to do is get through the spinal cord. If the, the spine, the spine. you have after falling off 30 foot cliff. That's why I think he was held in that position, because when you do stretch the head back, I'm not trying to get too gruesome, but I know no, a lot about this shit. Split that it, way. Stretches your neck tighter, the Makes the skin tighter. To cut through. But then, I mean, she also had a broken back and shit, though, man. Like, like how, like to have that 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 much muster up that much to f- go through with all of it. Fucking adrenaline. I think something happened at the top of the cliff. Now, and your adrenaline would be going now. But I just don't know. Like, I mean, his throat was slit further down. Now, I, I kind of think, but but again. Even if, say, he did get his throat slit at the bottom and and they just didn't find anything, weren't able to prove that, she would have had to have all broken and bruised and hurting drag his body to where it was found. Or he, but then people were like, well, what if he had his throat slit somehow and then was walking with it and that's when he collapses? I'm like, no, with how deep that was, you're not walking anywhere. He did, his throat wasn't slit until he fell in that place, until he was m- immobile in that place, you know, away from the fallen. Especially and, because and they no can't, matter how cold it is, there'd be some kind of blood. There somewhere. was a little, and there was in that spot. There was a, there was blood. Like it, they they say that he his throat was slit there, you yeah. know. But trying to come up with other things too, you kind of and there's no way they could have fallen off that cliff that far out because the way gravity works is you fall straight down. And they did hit the cliffside a few times. Obviously, she had scratch you know everything up i mean some of that was probably going through the forest and being naked running through and finding a home but i think she kind of hit the rocks and stuff like that and landed at the bottom and My i'm sure he now did. wants aerial photos of fucking everything oh you can where the cars were where the ca- candles now were, i did not click is. on images but you can only literally find like four reports on this whole fucking thing and now that she's convicted and in there and appealing it's not talked about She's appealing, but that'll be the longest process in the world, and you'll never hear about it again unless you keep up with it. But this is so crazy to me because, like, what, what, what in the fuck took place on this night? And even for me, I can't come up. I want Jimmy to listen. I don't. He probably doesn't need to listen to this one. I don't know how well I've told it. Maybe he could. But even just him listening listen on a podcast, and, and I want to know what his opinion is. I want your opinion. I'll listen and find. I'm. <sighs> My it's brain. hard. It's mm-hmm. at first I went to Mr. Moon, but then I went, did he just get lucky and take advantage of a full situation? But no, because what would be in it for him? Well, he, he would want the money. He would yeah. want. Yeah, he would want the money. So then I think, OK, him and Megan had something going on. They just were never able to prove. Right. It just never was proven. But they also never thought of him as a suspect ever. I mean, it was never a thought about anybody's mind that Mr. Moon was weird. It's just the journalists that are like, wait, what? 
Right. He's not like, calling the cops. You said the same thing. They're like, this is weird. Like, he sees all this and then drives to the parents' home. He's like, here's his cat. So weird. So, if you all would let us know. Let me know. Yeah. What the know. fuck? Try my damnedest to remember you to post. You did really good it, there. It, it good. Well, I least, love it. Good at job. least you need to post, too, and be like, hey, what do you guys think? I'll try my bestest. But um, I'll post you share. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. So she got sentenced. So 30 years. Yeah. Well, she's got some appeals going, according to Google. I did a little bit of Googling. Yeah. No, the appeal, and that's like the newest updates was, hey, she's throwing an appeal in. That's why it was also hard. Maybe to find. I'll go through. And it was listen, hard. And Reddit the was the only trial. place I could find people's people's thoughts and a little bit more to the specific news articles that were about the actual killing. Yeah, most because a lot of it's appealing like or when she was sentenced and I'm like, God, oh, give me the ones that talk about like how this all went down. So, but there's a podcast on Spotify. I'm sure they're on I whatever too that um, I it's called, I whatever too <laughs> is it's it's titled. Well, the title of the podcast of this of the story is called Big Savage, and I think if you type that in, but I can't remember what. Um, I'll find it. Yeah, find it. And I can even show you. But they're really the, I like listening to them because they're like in the courtrooms they are doing all this stuff like they're involved once they get. In, you know what I mean? So yeah, those people have a lot more ones. pull than just like somebody. But telling I want the story. someone to go get but the reports and give me like an aerial shot of the trailhead. Where now, the like cars I said, I did not where look were the up candles found. I where didn't was look the up cliff, images the bodies to where see. was his body found? Like how far from the cliff to where his body found was that? Where was the house in retrospect to that? Oh, the house, the house they said wasn't like excruciate. Like, I know that they have that somewhere. Um, I was just trying to say, I don't, I didn't click on images to see if anything did come up. Um, but there was nothing, there was hardly anything on the case that I was like, there probably isn't, but I was going to see if we did this and then images to see Alexander Stevens is also a really old person's name, like black and white photos. Oh, see, when you do Alexander Stevens murder, it just shows up like true crime, like going west. That's one of my favorites. That's who I've listened to. But oh, yeah, Big Savage, the death of. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it just shows photos of like his family and stuff like there's nothing. That's why it's so hard on this one. Maybe that's a picture of like the mountain area, the reservoir. But like it's not there's no crime. I'll go scene. do some looking. Go do some looking. I couldn't find any. Even Reddit doesn't have crime scene photos. You do. You can listen to her 911 call. And that's even on the podcast. Too. I love that. I do too. Um, but that's it. You only have her nine one one call because obviously nothing else was. Recorded, I love nine one one calls. Those are sometimes the coolest. I remember thing. hearing them in, in elementary school. It might have been middle school, where you had like a class that kind of talked a little bit about it, and you listened to one. And I remember it being so traumatic because it was one about like a husband shot his oh wife. Oh my god! Speak. And daughter, and like on the fucking nine one one, you can hear gunshots and stuff. And I was like. I love this, but I don't know how appropriate this is right now at our age. Right. But they wanted Ooh, to like. Speaking of 911 calls, update on our Lindsay. Um, I'm going to make her flashcards because she's studying her 10 codes. I think that's what they're called. I don't know. I was codes, kind of intoxicated yeah, when we were talking about it. And she was like, a 10. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, well, how about scenario time? What is it when someone does this? Yeah. She's like, I'll have to look into that. And I'm like, bitch, you need flashcards, so and I'm queen of flashcards. So, so many unnecessary, but yet you have to learn it all because you never know. I know, but it's I'm how medical get, like, a is. Crash course. It's in how learning. medical is too. They want you to learn like all the specific. I fucking hated that. And then you really just go and do like one job, so you don't need it. I didn't need all of that, you know. <laughs> so weird. Right. Anyways, love you guys. Yeah. Bye. Hope you enjoyed. Goodbye.